there is so much pressure, I think, especially like on women when you're in your 20s, because like people think that when you turn 30, you expire and you are now a haggard old maid. And that's not the case. Mm-mm. And I, the random thing that crossed my mind when I turned 30 was, oh, cool. So I now don't have to worry about the pressure to be on Forbes 30 under 30. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and happy last episode of 2023. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> 2023 sucked, y'all. Like, I it was... so over the 23. I'm Put done. it... Put it on the list of like worst years. I mean, obviously, 2020 takes the cake. 2020 is like definitely number one, but 2023 might be number two. Yeah. Might might really get that number two spot. Uh, Followed closely by 1993. The year you were born? Yeah. I, re- I really regret <laughs> leaving the womb. Um, I was like, wait, what happened in 1993? Oh, yeah. You were I born. Just, I just really regret <laughs> leaving the womb. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't think of my third. Definitely, definitely 2020 and 2023 have been pretty rough. Catastrophic. Terrible. <laughs> I thought Just, there was going to be a lot of like good and there was a lot of, a lot of not good. <laughs> remember we spent like New Year's Eve together and mm-hmm. we were like, this is it. We were like, this um, is our year. I mean, we were feeding into each other's souls. We were like, this is it. This is our year. Yeah, that was definitely the alcohol talking. Yeah, 1, I think we should probably never, ever say that to each other ever again on New Year's. <laughs> no. <laughs> this year, silence. Crickets. Don't say I just want to get by. <laughs> We're like, we just want to make it into 24, okay? <laughs> yeah, truly. Truly. I just want to kind of, you know, survive mm-hmm. um, and have some peace. Um, doesn't have to be my year. Um, it can be anyone's year um, as long as I am alive. And have some sanity mm-hmm. attached to that life. Yeah. I would like for there to be less days where I want to scream bloody murder. That would that would be my my biggest. I want there to be request. less days where I want to commit murder. Um, <laughs> that'd be great. You're screaming, oh. I'm like over here debating killing somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is a podcast where the FBI can probably listen in on that. Uh, anyways, I <laughs> I wanted to do an episode where we looked back on this year but uh before we get into all of that uh this past weekend i worked a show through my job and i got to meet jack antonoff who if you don't know one he's like the lead singer of the bleachers he also um created the band fun that is no longer around and i would want them to get back together Hmm. um you know the guys that said we are young yeah. Stop. We are young. I yeah, didn't know. I didn't know that. Okay. Jack Antonoff was in that band. Yeah. Wow. You learn yeah. every day's a school day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then he also produces Taylor Swift, 1975, Lana Del Rey, Lord, all those people. Um. And Bleachers were playing at um, this show, and one like 
they know how to put on a really good performance. I think Jack has a great stage presence. He has a ton of energy that he brings to his shows. I think it's so funny that he doesn't wear his glasses during his performance because he doesn't want to see the audience. It's just a blurry <laughs> He's like, I will create blurred vision. <laughs> I mean, I understand. Like, it probably just makes it easier and, like, you don't a get 1, stage fright or anything. Yeah. But yeah. I will say that audience was not his audience. Like, there definitely mm. was not enough Bleachers fans in that audience for that performance. And I have been listening to their music, like, nonstop since that show because um, mm. I just really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I had not listened to much of their discography. Like, I knew one song and now i've listened to a lot more but uh yeah no i met him after the sh- uh after the show he came to the press room and i gave him a friendship bracelet that said sexy baby on it which jack if you're listening i know you're not but if you're listening um you should be thankful because i gave you my favorite friendship bracelet that i made <laughs> but i was like that's the one that feels the most appropriate because i mean he produced anti-hero and it was either yeah. that or ever horror um, and I felt like Sexy Baby was more self-explanatory than, like, Evermore. Like Evermore, he'd be like, wait, what? I'm like, well, you produced Evermore, and we're a whore forevermore. You know what I mean. <laughs> Ask your wife. Margaret Quaidley would understand. <laughs> Ask Taylor. She would understand. Um, or maybe Taylor not, because would. she likes to ignore that Evermore ever existed. Um, but, but she loved Evermore. <laughs> but she doesn't, she didn't wish a happy birthday she doesn't ever acknowledge it. It's like she doesn't like that child. It's her least favorite child. I thought she said that that wasn't true and on her tour. <laughs> She's why like, is I she think not pushing? She wishes every fucking other album a happy birthday that she owns. I don't know. You're going to have to take that up with Blondie when you meet her since you've met everyone else in her circle. So. Honestly, where is she at? I don't where know. Where is she? But the day you meet her and the day you meet Blake, those are the two days I'd like to be present. Okay. <laughs> Those are two women I'd like to have in my circle. Okay. <laughs> I don't care look, about Ryan. I don't care about Travis. Blake and Taylor all the way. Look, I'm just trying to keep my composure if I meet either one of them. Have you seen the TikTok of the girl that talks about how she thinks about every day how she's going to pose when she meets Taylor Swift in 2024? She's yes, like I a sent, nurse. I sent, I sent it to you. Yeah, you sent yes. it to me and I had already reposted it and I was like... <laughs> This is me. I'm like, how am I going to like, what is the first thing I'm going to say? Like, I think about that. Why do you that think is, I've been practicing my soft smile honestly, with every other celebrity that I've That is my Roman Empire. Like, how how do I handle myself in the presence of one of my biggest role models? That is my Roman Empire. That is going to be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to practice my soft smile because I can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm just trying to imagine you meeting her. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I'm on the clock meeting her, I know how I will be. I know exactly mm-hmm. how I'll mm-hmm. be because I'm on the job. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cannot speak for the rest of myself, especially if it's a surprise. If I knew I was meeting her, I have time to prep. But if it was a surprise. So it's really interesting. Like, when I'm super nervous about meeting People, and I think this is just the nature of my job because I like meet new families like every single week. Um, I am the most chill and calm person ever. I have mm-hmm. my anxiety, anxious moments like before and then like after, but like mm-hmm. in the moment, cool as a cucumber. Yeah. So I'm I- like, I feel like I will, cha- I will channel that and then I'll have my freak out later. Yeah. I mean, I, I love people always because I've met so many high profile people like with my job. Everybody's always asked me like how I was like with me and Niall Horn, Olivia, Selena, whoever. 
and like for a moment, I think when it, when I first when I first started, you know, doing this job, that like it was more of a silent freak out internally. But at the same time, like you you hype it so you hype it up so much in your head that um, when you finally like they're there in front of you in person really i feel like the magic of it just kind of like fades away because they are no longer a figment of your imagination they are a real human being and most of the time it's pretty underwhelming like not to shade any of those people but it's just like they are a real person they walk into the room and you realize that they're literally just like us yeah like like they're like we've hyped them up like you said we've hyped them up so much but like they walk in the room and you know, they're, they're, they're our same height or, you know, they're, they, they laugh at our jokes or they make funny, like, remarks and you're like, oh. <laughs> Which is part of the reason why I don't ever really want to meet Harry Styles because I like the version of him that lives in my head. And I know that he's probably the same. Yeah. Like, I've heard nothing but amazing things from people who have met him that he is fantastic. But I don't want the magic of Harry to go away. That's how I, that's how I feel about Nick Jonas. Taylor Swift will always be magical even if I meet her. But – yeah. Like, yeah, definitely Nick Jonas. Like, I feel like he wouldn't be my husband if I met him. I feel, like, oh, I'm oh. going to be, compl- I'm going to sh- completely shade I the Jonas Brothers. Like, I probably would be like, oh, that's who I was obsessed with for years. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to shade the Jonas Brothers hardcore and say, I meet them. I'm going to be, I know, I know I'm going to be severely underwhelmed. I'm going like, to be like, oh, <laughs> because oh. they already <laughs> underwhelm me just like a little bit, like right now. And I'm just like, oh, if I know you, I get you in front of me. Oh. I'm gonna be so I'm like, gonna be oh. like oh, this. But sucks. Harry, I don't think Harry could ever do no, that. No, no, probably not. He's so pretty. He really is pretty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, no, Jack was cool though. Jack is how you would expect Jack to be. Like, yeah, fucking goofy and shit. Um, his wife was not there, and I was really upset about that because I wanted to meet Margaret Quayley. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he was cool though. He was chill, um, and he was a great performance. So yeah, but you are giving us your top favorite albums mm-hmm. of the year. I gave you guys my top five films, which I did go see. Poor Things that did not. Oh, yeah, that that's my captivation for the week is Poor Things. Okay, um, which is phenomenal, amazing. Um, I how I think everyone should go see this film. I think. Anybody will like it. If you are not a cinephile and you are not somebody who, like, is obsessed with film and, like, studies film, I feel like going into it, you are going to think it's a little weird. I mean, because there is a ton of, I'm going to say the Tim Burton effect, but it's not the Tim Burton <laughs> effect. It's German expressionism. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, if you know how Tim Burton stylizes his films, um, Yorgos does kind of similar things. And it's very much like a... Victorian how do I how do I describe it? how do someone describe it um a Victorian steampunk design to a film it's Ooh. very weird it is very very weird uh but I think it's amazing it's basically like a more feminist female version of Frankenstein let me break it down for you let me read the summary for you guys really quickly because that'll be the best way to me to tell you what it's about without spoiling anything so um brought back to life by an unorthodox scientist a young woman runs off with a lawyer on a whirlwind adventure across the continents free from the uh, prejudices of her time she grows steadfast in her purpose to stand for 
equality and liberation. Basically, um, Emma Stone's nude in a ton of the film. And <laughs> it's basically like Frankenstein, a female Frankenstein coming alive, un- fr- figuring out what sex is and wanting to explore that and run off and do whatever she wants. And like at first I was like, what is, what going, is going on? on? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And I heard so many people talking about how it's such a feminist film. And I'm like, is this a feminist film? It's very from the male gaze. Like there's a ton of like female nudity. Like I'm looking at it from like different perspectives and everything. Sure. But there is a realization that Bella, who is played by Emma Stone, has that is very liberating that I think a lot of women can relate to of just taking back control of yourself, your body, and doing like what you want to do with your life and not being confined by society or what men in your life have pressured you to be or have Mm -hmm. put this image on you and how men just use women a lot of the time to um like however they please just to get themselves ahead and she's kind of taking that back and in this weird goofy way like i was dying of laughter the whole film <laughs> it is so funny and it's just i i just love it because no one else is doing shit like this film like yeah. I, go watch the trailer i highly recommend it no one else is making films like this right now and i just love it when a director has a very very clear style and mm-hmm. like you can look at you can look at that film and say oh that's a Yorgos Lanthimos film you know like mm-hmm. that is that is a uh, Christopher Nolan film like it's very identifiable and I just love it when a director takes risks like that and yeah it's great I mean also if you want to see Emma Stone's tits they're there, there a lot of the film <laughs> but I will also say Mark Ruffalo's in this film and I've I love Mark Ruffalo I think he's adorable. He creeps me out in this film so much, and I was amazed oh, no. because I was like, you're so lovable, and you got me creeped out by you. I did not think that was ever possible, and so in that retrospect, I think you're an amazing actor because, I mean, he's the guy from 13 going on 30. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you just, like, he's just so adorable, and then I'm like, oh, like, you're not a good guy in this film, and right. I'm believing it. So, yes, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um mm but well, since you since you said your captivation, I'll go ahead and say mine, and then I'll get into the my top albums. Yes. Um, since, well, this is yeah, this is going out before Christmas. So if you want to buy yourself a Christmas present, probably won't get here by Christmas. The I love Majuri. We know we love Majuri. Um, I have the dome hoops, and I wear th- they're like my staple everyday hoops. I love them. I got them in the gold for. How do you say that? Vermeil? 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 Hmm. I don't know how to say it. Vermeil? (laughs) Vermeil. The speech therapist can't talk. Um, And I'm obsessed. I love them. I would love for my entire jewelry, uh, like everyday jewelry, to be Majuri. Uh, That is a goal of mine one day because they're, I don't know, their pieces just last so well and they just hold up and they're classic, so... That is my captivation. I wear, literally wear them every day. Like no other, no other, <laughs> no other hoops go in my ears. So. <laughs> okay, but now to the good stuff. Yes, your top five albums top of twenty twenty three. Five. Okay, I'm gonna go backwards and start with number five. I should have done that with yeah, mine. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> We're they're pretty predictable. Not gonna lie. Um, number five for me was Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Very, very good. I would have to say, 
I just think she is really good about exploring a bunch of different sounds, but she was giving such a Paramore vibe this in this album to yeah. me. And I it just like took me back to like being a teenager. And so I think it was very nostalgic. Um, and I think she writes very relatable songs. Um, my favorite one, which I think I mentioned like when we when it was released um earlier on was Making the Bed. That is like a song that I feel like is for the overthinking people pleasers, anxiety people. And it just like very much captured a feeling that I have a lot of the time. So it was very relatable. But I also love All American Bitch and Love is Embarrassing. I just think those two I just think those two are like songs that no no one's really written a song like like love is embarrassing. Um, oh, and there's a ton of like you could tell like a lot of Alanis Morissette and inspiration behind that yes, song. A lot of eighties yes. guitar. It's so good. Like I, I've been listening I've been listening to another album and like once that album ends and like Spotify just like goes off of what you were listening to, All American Bitch and Love is Embar- Love is Embarrassing keep popping up and I'm like, oh, these are really good. These are really, really good. Um so that's definitely number five for me. Uh I will say that Jonas Brothers almost made the number five spot, but they didn't. They didn't make a spot. This okay, year. I'm so, this this album. The <laughs> album. Died. The album was not a good album. I I really some of the really ham- liked- there's too many songs that are similar. Yeah, like I really only liked like a handful of them. To be completely it honest, wasn't a good album. It just yeah. wasn't my favorite from them. So they didn't make the cut. They're number six, but they didn't make the cut. Um, number four for me was actually Zach Bryan's self-titled album that he put out um with my favorite song being um I remember everything featuring Casey Musgraves I just think that Zach Bryan has somehow captivated everyone I don't I want to know what he put in that song that song I literally listened to that song on repeat for like four days straight I have this thing where I like hyper fixate on songs and like uh, I don't you know um and I think it's because one of the story but two I'm like listening to like all of the different piece parts because I get a lot of inspiration by like certain songs on certain albums. And that was one of them to me. But something about that song, I was just like, oh my God, I'm like captivated by, by what's occurring. Like lyrically, melodically, the two of them together was just like a pairing I had never like put together, but they're so similar in a sense as well. So it was just very... I don't know. It's just he, I don't know what he's doing with his music, but he's like sprinkling some magic dust in there or something because the whole world is captivated. I just like how it sounds. Yes. <laughs> he's very much that like. Apparently he's not a good guy though, but his music is oh, great yeah. though. I saw, I saw something on TikTok and I was like, ew. <laughs> Oops. Um, so that kind of sucks, but you know, it is what it is. I, I like to look at musicians as the, as the, I like to separate them sometimes. Like, I like you for your music. Like, John Mayer. The art, I like your music. The, you, se- you separate the art from the artist. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I like your music, John, but I don't like you. Um, so that was number four. My sister is going to see him this summer in Colorado, and I'm so jealous. So I'll be vicariously living through my sister. Um, number three was Endless Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus. I just... Miley can do no wrong, and I am just so obsessed with her voice I think that she's got such a unique sound um and I just think it has aged well with her 
Um, and so I love, I loved that album. I know a lot of people were like, Oh, it's too, what? This isn't my, this is slow. I was like, y'all need to shut up because I, I, really, like the, I really like this album. I like the album cover. It's like my favorite, I think, cover it's from this so year. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I would have to say my favorite song from that is Rose Colored Lenses. I just, something about the way that song feels and the like, I don't know, like the vibe of it and the message, like it's just such a, I just really like that one too. Um, and I really liked Jaded as well. Mm-hmm. Um, number two and number one were really hard for me because <laughs> number one is like so cliche, but number two is Snow Angel, Renee Rapp. I love her (laughs) and I am so upset with myself for not just putting the ticket on my credit card and going to Charlotte on like a Tuesday. It was a great show. Um, It was a great show. I really, really missed out. Um, She is, I think she is like one of the most talented musicians that is currently doing all of the things like, possibly right underneath Ariana Grande for me. Um, Just her belt and her range and her lyrics and her stage performance and how she's literally better live than she is on her recordings is just like totally bizarre to me. So, um, and my number one song on that album is Tummy Hurts because that is literally me. Thank you. Um, But because like also (laughs) how the fuck did this bitch make a song sound so good with the word tummy? And the title. Like, that's she also my thing. She literally cursed an entire bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. But I, I also, I really love So I What love, Now. I, I honestly, like, I, I don't skip any of those. Like, I, that's yeah. a non-skip album for me. Um, and I don't know. I just, she just, they're so good. Her, one, of my favorite I, shows, one of my favorite shows of the year that I went to. I, I will go to her next tour, hands down. Um, and I've seen then, her twice, and I think oh yeah, her you first have seen show, her twice. Her first show was her first ever concert that she mm-hmm. did at the Troubadour, uh, and that was when like her EP came out, which was good. Like that was a great show. It was oh, a very I, intimate, yeah, her EP small was show good too. Um, um, but you can definitely the tell full that, album was, was amazing. Say, you can definitely tell that she's really come into like herself as a mu- musician, um, and I'm just really excited to see like what what happens next with um, Renee's career. Um, number one cliche, of course, 1989 TV. I had to, it's really is literally, I think, I think it's taken me, uh, forever to pick a favorite album, but I think that is my favorite Taylor Swift album. I think it, it just, it has such memories for me. It's big for you because I I put a gun to your head and made you pick your top five Taylor Swift songs Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't do it. And I know that you have top five. Everyone has top five. I'm sure I do. I would have to literally sit down and look at every single one though, but I could, I I could, I could probably come up with a top five. Um, But yeah, this album, but honestly, like, yes, I love 1989 the way that it was, the way that it is without the vault tracks, but the vault tracks make this album so much better. These are the best, in my opinion, the best vault tracks. Um, I literally listened to them on repeat period. Um, I actually listened. You're going to judge me. I know you are. I actually listened and liked every vault track. I hate some of the vault tracks on the other, uh, re-releases. I just don't like them. 
Um, oh, and this yeah. one, oh, this one is, I want, I, I like all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Not necessarily like, I'm sure I have like another one that I like. Like very- there's some, I think on Fearless's re-record, I'm like, eh, it should have stayed in the vault. It's not that strong of a song. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. Honestly, um, some of the ones from Speak Now, I didn't Yeah, like. that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speak Now. Uh. I'm like... <laughs> I, I I feel I'm like either I was you more wrote excited this? for them than than what they were. I think they were, Taylor they were, doesn't like them either because <laughs> she did not ever talk about Speak Now really that well, much. Well, I just I think too that like the collaborations are cool, but I I like it just being her because that's just we did, I mean the the collaborations that we did have were just on the you know mm-hmm. I think I think Bad Blood was the extended version. Yes. With Kendrick. And I will say, I do love Kendrick Lamar. And I love that he did, did it again. That was awesome. But some of them I was just like, eh. Like, it's all right. Um, mm-hmm. But this is this is one of, this is honestly, this is the one release where I know every single word to every single vault track. Whereas the other ones, I could probably sing like one song start to finish. I just wasn't vibing as much. Now, Reputation Vault Traps, she said they are going to be fire. So my expectations she said the same are in, thing about 1989 too. My my expectations are incredibly high. <laughs> Please do not disappoint me. <laughs> well, then that's the thing too. I she didn't release a deluxe version of that album. Yeah. Either so reputation. Yeah. Whereas yeah, all the other ones I've, got deluxe mm-hmm, versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're correct. Yep. Yeah. So so those are my top five. Um, to be honest. I, there were a couple that I was like, oh, this is in my top five. And then realized they were in 2022. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Like Sabrina Carpenter's uh, (laughs) album, which is still a bop. Like I still listen to it all the time. Um, And Midnight's 22. So those, those uh, 22 and 22 and 23 have been kind of like merging together in my brain. Um, So I'm trying to keep them separate, but yep, those are my five. I will say Um, it wasn't hard to choose. Those are basically the ones I listened to a million times, but um, I'm just the only one I'm offended that's not on your list is SOS by SZA. Was that that wasn't that wasn't 2023? Yes, it was. I. Isma. I don't think so. I think it was 2022 because I literally clicked on it because I was like, oh, this is definitely one. Yeah, it's 2022. Uh-huh. Unless she released like the longer version, and um, she may have. Didn't she do like a deluxe? release i have i think so or maybe maybe that was something different because that was going to be that was going to be on my list instead I was of, like, <laughs> that was going to be that was going to be on my list but okay I'll let, I'll, I'll let it slide let it slide let it because s- i mm, i will yes. let it slide this one time because i was gonna be like um bitch <laughs> i know i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah what would your number one be if you could just, if you could only choose one. To, I was trying to look to see what came out in the year of our Did Lord. 1975 do a new album this year? No, last year. Aurora by the Daisy Jones and the Sex. Oh, <laughs> duh. I should have known that. 1,000%. Literally, look at me now. Look at us look, now. Look at us now. What's my number one song on my Spotify rap? I know. When I saw that, I was like, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> It's a bop, okay? Like, what it's can a, I it, say? It's like, a bop. It's a bop. Such a good album. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a roar by a fucking fictional-ass band that doesn't even really exist. 
Oh my god, it's so funny. I love it. I love um, that for you. So it's a great <laughs> album. It's a fantastic album. And I really need them to go on tour. Or else I'm they're not going to. That but would be like so in fun. My, if I had one wish, that would be my wish. If I had for one this. Wish, please. <laughs> just Thank to you. do I just want to go see Daisy Jones and the Six at the Troubadour or the Roxy. Like that's they all should I just want. do like two locations and be done with it. I would. I what, what do I need to do? I put on my credit card. I I get a new credit card. It, like I I don't care. Like I really <laughs> I'd get a need, new credit. I'd I open up a new credit it. card for this. <laughs> I would open up a new line of credit to see Riley Cannell and Sam Kaplan sing together on a stage. Oh my that's god! All. That's all. That's it. That's that's great. That's great. <laughs> my favorite concert from the year was nineteen eighty nine. Was uh, the Eras tour though. Um, mm. followed closely by, uh, I think Renee. My favorite was the Jonas Brothers because that's the only concert I went to this year. <laughs> it was okay, also, fair. it was also very fun. I will say yeah. me, and my sister, my, me and my sister had a great time. So. Alrighty. Yeah. yeah. Good music, good film, good TV shows. Well, we're going to look back on the rest of this year, but before we do all of that, make sure you follow us on the Gals Guide pod on Instagram and the Gals Guide on TikTok because we have so much coming for you guys in 2024. Like I said, this is our last episode of the year, so you will not have an episode Christmas morning. You will not have a Christmas episode New Year's, um, but tune back in on the 8th. We will have a brand new episode for you gals, but we're going to look back on the rest of the year really quickly. But before that, we're going to jump into some sponsors. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So, I feel like this year for both of us is like... We thought this was going to be our year of rest and relaxation. Um, <laughs> I'm really hoping 2024 is the year of rest and relaxation for me. <laughs> Listen, I've already decided my word for 2024 is no. And if anybody tries to change it to like boundaries, or no, it's no. The, the word is no because I said yes too much. And mm-hmm. I, I need some time to like work on my own things like i'm i'm releasing an album this, this upcoming year we're not doing what i did this year i spent too much time with other people's shit and not my own so it's time to take back the reins okay <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all i have to say <laughs> what are some things that you besides your album release that you want to accomplish in the next year Mm, that's a really good question. I haven't put too much thought into it because I want to like actually come up with some, some things that I can do that are more manageable. I will say I feel, so my, my word this year was growth. Um, actually it was grow and somehow it got changed to growth, which was not what I was going for. I was going for grow because I wanted to grow in my marriage. I wanted to grow as a musician. I wanted to grow as friends not grow a child (laughs) wasn't mine peace (laughs) it was either this year or last year that was peace and you have not been granted peace listen i haven't been peaceful (laughs) since 1993 
Oh my goodness. I haven't known peace in my life since I exited my mom. It's been chaos ever since. How many times are we leaving the womb today? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh God. But yeah, mine was grow. And I definitely feel like there are definitely areas that I did grow for sure. So I feel like I made more manageable goals like... Like I, I just completed my hundredth class at Pure Bar, which was a goal of mine before 2024. And I definitely can tell how I've like grown in my strength and commitment to working out, which was something that was very hit or miss with me. Like I, I was one of those people that used to like hyper fixate on certain workouts or certain things for like a chunk of time. And then I just like would stop randomly and not do it again for like um, several like weeks. And then I would like pick up something else random. And so this has been like, something that I've incorporated into like a weekly routine and I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy the instructors and the girls. And it's just something where I've like seen myself actually commit to something that wasn't like my job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was, that was really nice to see that I like, I mean, is it because it's a lot of money and I'm going? Yeah. But also like I enjoy going. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's not something that I like dread. And if I don't want to go, I just, I canceled the class. Like I don't know. It's just, it's nice. I've definitely learned to listen to my body and like what I'm, what I'm craving as far as moving it. And then I will say I'm starting to see growth within like social media platforms, which is really encouraging because I, um, I feel like. I know numbers don't matter and I'm not really looking at follower count. I'm more looking to build a community. And so I think that that's something, and I really want to build a community around like myself as a musician. And so that's been really challenging for me because I kind of got stuck in this loop of like trying to like follow what everyone else was doing and trying to like pose like an influencer, trying to like do trendy things or share my routines. And I was like, this is not really what I want to build my community around. Like I enjoy watching those things, but I don't want to produce those things, if that makes sense. And so because music is like what I want to do and what I will do, trying to figure out how to build a community around that has been really hard, but I feel like I've been really consistent over the past year and I'm starting to see that community come. And so that's really encouraging as as uh, like I'm entering the new year and like releasing new music Um, because that's always been like a big hesitation of mine is that I was like, "Ah, how's my music going to find the people it's meant to find? And, um, you know, I think I'm starting to be a little bit more okay with just showing my personality and that that's what's going to bring people to like me as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's been really good too. And I feel like we've grown in this podcast as well. Like I definitely feel like, you know, we, we show up for each other and we show up for the gals and it's just been, it's been really nice. Um, besides all the other crazy shit that's happened in 2023, those are definitely some of the points where I was like, okay. Like, like when I was thinking about it, like earlier today, I was like, there's some good in this chaotic mess of a year oh and it's been a year since I got married which is also crazy oh (laughs) that I've been married over a year so yeah 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 (laughs) hey I'm the one in the relationship okay I have to talk about this thing we're so happy for you we're just blessings to you and your family (laughs) 
blessings <laughs> for your future. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and, and I survived teen pregnancy. <laughs> what? Wait, no, I didn't survive it. Hold on. What? What's, what is the... What am I saying? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Hannah, you're 29. So, like, first of all, it's been, like, almost 10 years since you were a teenager. No. No. Um, I still believe in my brain if I were to get pregnant in this moment that it would be a teen pregnancy. It's like everybody that's, like, 1994 was yesterday. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm too young to be a mom. Meanwhile, like, 90% of my friends have children. At least one. Some have three. And I'm like, I, I'd i be a teen mom. I would be on teen mom. <laughs> That's how I feel. Maybe that will change in a year, but not not right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jesus. Says the woman that works with children and babies. That's probably why if I feel you're like not, I would, that's probably why I feel like I would ready, be a teen mom. <laughs> if you're not ready... Fox sakes, I'm definitely not ready. Like, Jesus Christ. I experience a lot in a day, okay? I can't imagine. But, like, you're so maternal that I'm just like, Here's if you're not I'm ready, when am love, I ever going to be ready? I'm going to love my own children. It's it's other people's children that I'm like, can I give you back now? <laughs> Precisely my entire mindset, which is I'm like, do I even want kids? Because I can't give them back. I'm stuck with them. Mm-mm. No, you're stuck. But yeah, I don't even think I actually talked about my goals for 2024. But what 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 are your goals? What is what is your recap? What are what are the things? I look. I'm just trying to make it out alive. Listen, <laughs> no one's fucking doing laundry the first day of the year, okay? Because my mom did laundry, and yes, I'm blaming her, Teresa. If you're listening to this, uh, you don't do I didn't laundry. Know that was a thing. Don't I'm pretty do sure laundry. You told me, and I was like doing laundry, and you were like, "No, stop!" And I was like, "Oh." There's a, super, there's a superstition that if you do laundry on the first day of the year, um, someone in your family or close to you will die. Well, guess what? My mentor fucking died in March. And so I'm blaming my mom well, you were for in, his... Yeah, because you were in your mom's house. Yes. Yeah. So... Well, guess what? The first is on a Monday and nobody does laundry on Mondays. And if Watch. you do, you're a psycho. <laughs> I'm literally going to block the door. Like, I'm going to be in North Carolina for New Year's, and I'm literally just going to, like, lock that door, block it, put a do not enter sign, like, on the laundry room. Like, no one's touching it, okay? Please remind I'm- me, okay? Please don't let me screw this up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, this is, a PS- this is a PSA to everybody. <laughs> just don't do laundry on over. Like, literally, you can wait a fucking day. It's not that big of a deal. You can wait a day, Okay. Rewear uh, the same thing you wore New Year's Eve. It's gonna be fine. I mean, I'm you got a whole closet full. Like you, this is the perfect time for you to try out a brand new outfit. <laughs> but yeah, so, we're all gonna be hungover anyway. So just like be on your couch, really, like honestly. in your pajamas. Okay, just just take the day. <laughs> so that happened, and then I went through like a confusing like breakup and not breakup thing of my like love life. And I really just want to be done with that. And then the rest of the year was, like, really just focused on me, like, embracing being single. And while there was also, like, struggles, like, throughout that that were weaved into it, uh, it was really just me focusing on my own independence 
and being okay with that, which I feel like I have been for a while now, but it got to the point, and I don't know if it was just like I woke up one morning and I was 30 and I was like, I really just don't want to be in a relationship at all right now. And noticing that the flaws that come with me being in a relationship is me not focusing so much on myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I had to pick a word for the new year, it would be discipline because my motherfucking ass needs it. Uh, and it, cause I'm very disciplined, like in like my workout, I'm disciplined, like in other areas of my life, except for my art and my craft and writing and directing. And I need to have more discipline in that area. Um, and it's also just trying new things and getting, restarting some of my old loves. Like I really want to start taking acting classes again and get back into acting because I feel like, you know, that's so connected into everything else that I do, uh, as far as like being a better screenwriter, being a better director, uh, and then, I mean, I also, that was my first passion. That was the reason I became a writer and director was so I could act in my own shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just trying to make my 30s count, I guess, in a way. Yeah, you turned 30 this year. I do. I do turn 30 this year, which... I'm very excited about it. I feel like the 20, like my 20s, I feel like everyone's like, oh, your 20s is when you like do your, like do the shit. And I'm like, I feel like my 20s was like when I figured out who I am as a person. Like there were so many ups and downs between 20 and 29. And like, I really feel like I've come into the person that I was meant to be. And now I feel like I'm ready to like fulfill some of these like bigger dreams. Like I don't think... I don't think my 20s was where I was going to, to do those things. There I, so I didn't much, know who I was as a person. There is so much pressure, I think, especially like on women when you're in your 20s because like people think that when you turn 30, you expire and you are now a haggard old maid. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And I, the random thing that crossed my mind when I turned 30 was, oh, cool. So I now don't have to worry about the pressure to be on Forbes 30 under 30. which you pay to get on anyways you just have a really fucking you have a really fucking good publicist and you pay money because there's some people who are on forbes 30 under 30 which is also not 30 people like there's more than 30 you fucking just get a good fucking publicist and you Mm -hmm. drop some hard-earned money because tell me why the hell chris olsen is on forbes 30 under 30 the tiktok creator Oh, Chris, who like just like randomly flies places now and like yeah. gets himself in weird places. No and shade to Chris. No, he's no so sh- funny. I love no his stuff. No shade to Chris, but I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing to deserve to be on Forbes 30 under 30? Like you. Well, and I feel like that's kind of the nice thing about like our generation is that I feel like we've kind of broken the cycle of the things that were like very uh, like almost like tr- like things that were very much sought after in the public eye. Like, I just feel like we're kind of creating our own paths and I don't feel like, like you have to be on that to be successful anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I I just don't feel like we're, our focus is the same as it was for like the generations above us. Um, And so I just think that that's been really nice. And I think that our generation is part of the reason why I'm going into 30 excited about my 30s and I'm not like, oh, time to like pop three babies out and never do anything that I love ever again. Like that's not the mindset that I have. And so I really have appreciated like the people who are in their 30s who are kind of like paving this way for us to like, no, no, like you're still young. You can still do things like Sarah Bareilles was a big person for me because 
she got very famous and, you know, later on in her life. And so that that's encouraging for, for me as a musician. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I think about Tina Fey, I think about a lot of other people who got famous much later on and or just not even famous, just more accomplished later on yeah. in their life. And also like here is my thing too. I think that you just become a better creator, a better artist with age because you have so much more life experiences that are going to be implemented into that. There is some people, there are some, um, and I can only speak from, I mean, Renee Rapp as like a, a musician wise, 23 years old coming out with snow angel, like which mm-hmm. is a fucking amazing album. Mm-hmm. And vocally she's astonishing. She's a rare form. She's a rare mm-hmm. breed in that sense that she was blessed with those vocal cords and, had parents that pushed her to do what she did, all of that. But I think with filmmakers too, there was one film that came out last year that I really loved, Cha Cha Real Smooth, which was directed by Cooper Wraith. And he made that film at 25 mm-hmm. and got into Sundance and, and South by Southwest. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? But he has a very great, t- he's also a white man, but he also he has like yeah. an amazing, t- Celine Song. I mean, like she came out with Past Lives this year, first ever film, and like she's already nominated for like a Golden Globe. But I, I think that there is something that also comes with age and those stories and that art and that wisdom that you get as you get older, that you are going to be able to season into your work as an artist and be able to give an experience that someone who is 25 may not be able to do because Mm -hmm. they haven't been there yet. I think often about how I think all we were would have been so different if I wrote it now versus if I, Mm -hmm. when I wrote it at 27. Oh yeah. I I mean, I love, I love my album. I'm so excited to release it, but I already am writing like more deeper more wisdomy songs now. And so, like you said, it's very interesting. I feel like as you get older, you go through things and you can, you know, come at, come at it from a different angle and come at it from, from a place of empathy almost where everyone mm. else can relate. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely feel, feel that same way, uh, that with age, there's a lot of growth and there's a lot of opportunity, to do things in a different way than you may have when you were 20. And I mean, I also think that there's a lot of pressure that you have to take off of yourself too with, and it comes with the new years and resolutions and all that stuff. Because I also, if you listen back to last year's episode, I also said I was going to write a whole film this year. And, um, did I No, I also had a death of somebody very important to me that related to my writing that happened that caused me to go into like a depression where I didn't want to write anything. Yeah. And, I was, that's why I said discipline. I was like, okay, I actually have to fucking like do this. Uh, And just letting that, you know, be more rigorous about that and have, I think a lot of people, I I say this discipline instead of motivation because I had someone ask me the other day when I was getting my nails done, how do I get up like three times during the week and go work out at 6 a.m.? Like, how do Mm -hmm. I wake up at 5 a.m.? And like, Mm -hmm. how do I do that? And I was like, like, where do I get the motivation? I'm like, there's no motivation. It's just discipline. Right. Like, like I like, wake, my alarm goes off at five o'clock and I'm like, I don't want to go every morning. And I love going. It's the same yeah. thing. Like, once it's I'm just, there, I'm just, fine. Yeah. Once, you, once I get in the car, I'm good. It's just discipline. I think that's a really, really good way to put it. 
for sure. And I was like, oh, well, I need to have discipline in other aspects of my life. Yeah. And something I want to do too, like as a Also creative, financial also, discipline. I need that too. I need need financial discipline. <laughs> But like, but like creating, creating your own path to it. Like, I feel like there's so many opinions out there about how to do this and how to do this and here are the steps to do this and you should do this, but not do this. And it's overwhelming. And so I like, I like the thought of going into 2024 with like an idea of where, what I would like to do, but, but like getting there on my own terms and on my own path and not just following the crowd in all the different like avenues that they're doing. Um, and it's an, and it, like fitness is always what comes to mind because people are like, eat protein, but don't eat too much and make sure you drink water and don't drink coffee on an empty stomach. But also like you shouldn't really ever have coffee anyways. And there's just so much like, ugh, like what, what am I supposed to do? And so I like the idea of just like figuring it out because what's going to work for you isn't going to work for Susie and isn't going to work for Tom. I oh, don't I know where also, I got those names, but <laughs> I, I want to go back to an episode, an old episode that we did. I want to say it was from 2021, 2020, maybe. Yeah. With, um, about human design with Aaron. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, yes. I, I really, one, we should probably do another I was going to say, those. we should probably have Aaron back on. <laughs> but I mean, this was an amazing episode because you were a manifesting generator when I was a manifester. Mm-hmm. And for me, when you speak about convention, that was never something that I'm supposed to do. And I definitely, I mean, that is one thing I've always been told from people who I looked up to as mentors in my life. They were like, you are not the kind of person that's going to go to the traditional route. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, be careful when you're filtering in other people's opinions on what you should do and what you shouldn't do because you were going to create your own path and when I look at people who I look up to they're definitely people that did that so it makes sense as to Mm -hmm. why I look up to them in a way and so responding to that so you are also like being a manifesting generator or somebody that does do that you create your own path but you also are responding to other things too yes and I think I have a really hard time whereas I shouldn't differentiating Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm different trying to differentiate the two because I've noticed with myself that like when I try to follow like a path someone else has created, I'm not happy at all. Like it's, it's not, it's not, it's clashing. Something's mm-hmm. not going right. And then when I just like decide to go out on a limb and just do something totally random and different, that's when I'm like, oh, I am creative. I mm-hmm. can come up with my own ideas. I don't have to mm-hmm. do what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. um, to get what I want to get or get where I want to get. And yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been very eye opening this year to just like, I don't know. Like, I want to be my own person. I don't want to be like the seventeen hundredth singer songwriter. <laughs> like, I just I want I want there to be something different, and and just trying to find that within myself has been has been a challenge, but it's definitely something that I feel like I'm getting closer to, which is encouraging. I so. just want you to pick a lead single so that I can start planning a music video for it. That's really all I want I you to do. I just need to get all of my music back first. <laughs> and I, will and I also one. need you to start raising some money to make the music video. <laughs> but, yeah, I I really wanted to start doing like more... I really want to focus on my writing, grow my writing. I would like to, you know, direct more because I think that is an itch that I... I need to scratch like it's something where like if I'm not doing something creative I can feel that it's like um like tense in my body in a way and then like I said I wanted to get back into acting and I don't know if that's just doing auditions or an acting class I feel like I need to acting class because there is trauma within acting that I need to like rework and like better myself on but I also I, I this was a thing 
I keep, got so focused on writing and directing within the past couple of years, you know, with going to grad school, doing all that, making my film, that I let acting fall to the wayside. And so this year, when All We Were came out, I had so many people telling me and messaging me and being like, oh my God, like, you're a really good actor. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I acted in this film. <laughs> you forgot that you were like literally the star. <laughs> you're on the poster. <laughs> I forgot that was something people could judge me on. Yeah. I was more concerned of what they thought was the film overall, my directing and the writing. I was like, <laughs> you forgot oh. that you were like. <laughs> I mean, was I really acting? <laughs> I was, True. obviously. You were, you were. But um, that wasn't something that I cared what people thought about. I was more concerned of what they thought about the whole film as a thing. And so, but then to be reminded that I also still am a good actor. Um, was comforting and reassuring in a way that I had most people reach out to me like, so why aren't you auditioning? Like, why aren't you being sent out for pilot season? And I was like, that's a great question. Um, I really forgot why I started this whole thing to begin with, and it was because of acting. Um, So I kind of want to reconnect with that side of myself in a way. I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like. I will let you gals know. But, yeah, that is... I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything wrong with constantly improving your craft either, whether it's being like lessons or like finding new mentors, um, mm-hmm. or like researching and doing stuff like that. Like I think that's always highly encouraged. Oh, that made me think. One of the things that I want to do in 2024 is take like some master classes on how to actually use Logic, which is um, uh, like a music production editing software that I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would really love to like get into my own production. I feel like. That is a long journey and I may not ever be able to do it like solely a hundred percent, but to be able to like better create, better, I was going to say like better create my vision for Mm -hmm. songs, I think would, it would just be a little bit more helpful because I have a really hard time like voicing what I'm hearing in my head. And so if I could just put it on something and create a demo to then give to somebody to produce at a higher quality. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something towards my craft that I want to improve on. Um, well, then you can also write songs and send demos out to record labels for other people to buy yes, those songs. that would be awesome. Oh, my and gosh. And then them sing them songs. Yes, this is giving Hannah Ellis vibes, and I love her. She's I don't a, know who like that a, is, but she's yeah. A, she's a musician. <laughs> she's a country musician, but she also writes for, like, very, very, very huge people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a lot that we want to accomplish in 2024, but we're – also taking so much like off of like pressure off too at the same Mm -hmm. time because I think I think with this year we put so much pressure on ourselves to do x y and z and then reached burnout oh 1000 I think I have been burnt out 90% of this year which is which is a stressful place to be because like Mm -hmm. I feel like you and I are both very like go getter go do like the things be productive kind of people but I have felt myself like I'm not one to just like waste a Saturday I've wasted several Saturdays in the past three months because I'm just like I'm so exhausted I just like Mm want to sit on my couch and not do anything and not have to be anywhere and so that has really been rejuvenating so well I think it's also just like reframing what productivity is and that rest and relaxation is a form of productivity 1000% because if we're so exhausted we're never going to get to that thing that we're trying to get to 
Whereas me on Saturday when I'm working this fucking show and I'm oh, yeah, standing around, fr- I'm standing around from four. I mean, which is, I mean, like being on a film set. Honestly, you just stand around waiting. Uh, mm-hmm. But being on a film set from one to f- like a four, I just show not doing anything, just getting lost in the key of form three times. <laughs> like that is not product productive to me. Like I'm just like, okay, please, someone, please, like tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I think also just reframing what productivity looks like for us in 2024 is also going to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just taking more time for us, too. I think I think that's something you and I both struggle with. Like, we say yes a lot to things when we probably need to just say no and stay at home and work on ourselves. And so that's that's why my word is no, you know, period. It's a sentence. <laughs> so yours is no, mine's discipline. Okay. They kind of go hand in hand. Like, you got to say no to some things to have discipline to do other things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co.